Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Kenz as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or Mac and Kenz, your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of For The Girl. Um, we are super excited, obviously, to be talking to you today. Mac is doing a dance over there on the video screen. and I was trying to get your energy up because Tyler listened to the podcast the other day and said that in one of your our intros, oh, no. he said you sounded bored. <clears throat> really? Yeah. And I was Wait, like, Josh told me that the other day when I was talking to one of his friends, he was like, you need to like be more energetic. You sounded bored. And he's like, <laughs> you sounded like a bored Valley girl. And I was like, oh, oh no. Honestly, I think it's just my comfort zone is to be like, the. Well, I think I sometimes know. you and I talk super chill to each other. You know, like we're just like, hey, what's up? Yeah. So okay. it was funny. That's really funny. So anyway, get you excited. Well, I am very excited today because, guys, guys, we are finally <laughs> in business. We are finally in podcast business. Behind the scenes, we have recorded this intro like four other times, but not like back to back. It's been four other days where we've taken like at least an hour to record this thing. It's been the Wi-Fi. It's been the mics. The enemy is just out for us, out to get us. I think he doesn't want this episode out there. Yeah, this is apparently a good one. Apparently, we're about to speak some truth, Ken. Oh, I don't yeah. know, but maybe. <laughs> okay, we're excited for that. Okay, Mac, what's going on in your world? I mean, come on, tell us. Okay, let's see. Well, I today I just feel very hyper, very excited. It's a is good it day. Maybe because you're getting married in literally like 10 days. Yes, I'm getting married so soon. I think it's like, yeah, is it 10 days? Something yeah. like that. That is insane. And I just, I don't know what it is. I think that's definitely a part of it. But also we just were on a staff meeting and Ken's made this joke that I still can't laugh, <laughs> can't stop laughing about. I don't even think I could tell you no, guys. No, it's not going to cheer off. But it got me giggling. And then I like went into the kitchen really fast to make lunch before this podcast and I couldn't stop laughing. Like wow, Tyler, Tyler told you. me that I scared him. He's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Wait, really? That's yeah, it just really made me giggle. It made me laugh. And so it's really put me in a good mood for today. And so oh. I'm just excited, excited to get married, excited to have all these wedding things out of my head and to go on my honeymoon and get <laughs> tan and hang out with my husband. He's about, wow. I'm about to have a husband, Kenz. Can you believe You're about that? to be, have a husband. I feel like you definitely <laughs> embrace the fiancé language. So For you're about sure. to really embrace the husband language. Yeah. I'm going to be like, this is my husband. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So what do you and Tyler like call each other behind the scenes these days? Uh, babe, for sure. And then honestly, this is embarrassing. Have I said this on the podcast before? Uh, I don't know that you've told me, so I'm about to die. Okay. We have definitely. No. Somewhere, no, somehow, someday. Babe turned into baby. Do you know how? Wait, I, that's cute. I know, but like, I always thought baby was so weird. And then no. one day I like jokingly think I called Tyler baby or something. And now we use baby. I use baby just as much as babe. It's crazy. Wait, it's cute. I like baby. Well, Do you guys it, use baby? No, you know what? This is why I asked the question because it's really funny. I legitimately have started to call Josh sir. <laughs> what? Like, it's not you, you put that in a sentence for me, like, when would you call him sir? Like, just like, hello? I was just like, hello, sir. Or like, <laughs> I don't know. I it's just weird. It's honestly so weird and he hates it. But I kind of love it. It's just funny. Especially like we've been working around each other a lot recently. And so like during the work day, it just feels more appropriate. You know, I'm like, your lunch is ready, sir. And he's like, he just thinks <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> but then like after 5 p.m., we're more like, we, we hey, obviously babe. use babe. Yeah. Then we get cute. Yeah. But anyway, 
He's sir from nine to five. <clears throat> yeah, That's he's good. sir now. But so exciting you get married soon. Yeah. Uh, Ken's and I were, I sent her the schedule for our wedding weekend. And just so you know, the last two weddings that Ken's was in, she 100% missed the rehearsal. Yeah. Missed the rehearsal. Not the dinner. This week. The re- walk. The rehearsal. The yeah. yeah. Just this week, she missed her flight. Like, the girl has a time <laughs> issue. And so I'm going to need all yeah. of you for the girl podcast listeners to be like DMing her on April 29th and say, or April 30th and say, Ken's. Don't forget the rehearsal. Today Make is the day. Sure you're at the rehearsal. It's true. I've missed so many rehearsals and it's so bad. But the worst part is like those brides have been like really angry at me when I missed the rehearsal. The problem here is that I already know you would be so chill if I missed the rehearsal. Like you wouldn't <laughs> even care. And so then now it makes me want to miss the rehearsal. Not want to. <laughs> not want but to. But the pressure's off. Therefore, yeah, yeah, you exactly. might be an hour late. Yeah, no, but I don't worry. Now that we've talked about it, it's obviously. (laughs) Wow. I can't wait for our post-wedding podcast episode and we can see the wedding through your eyes, Kens. I can't wait. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so good. But I'm super excited. Actually, I go there early. So I fly in next, like, okay, so this podcast airs obviously on Tuesday. It's Tuesday. So I'm flying tomorrow to uh, go to... Charlotte and Mac and I hilariously are doing like a bunch of things for For the Girl, like photo shoots, a new books coming out, our summer study, and some new merch and stuff. And so we're like taking photos and doing a whole bunch of like video stuff and content right before she gets married. <laughs> There's no <it's>, classic us. <laughs> yeah, there is no other way. But I also get to go to her waxing appointment, which I'm super excited about. It's her first. Bikini wax. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Honestly, I'm glad we're talking about this on the podcast because I almost yeah. chickened out and canceled it because I'm so nervous. Oh my I God. don't know if I can do it, Ken's. Nothing Should I do worse. it? Yeah, absolutely. It's the best thing ever. Anybody who doesn't get waxed down there and is married just needs to start. I mean, honestly, if you're not, it's great for the summer though Like, because you literally don't have to even worry about hair down there. You just go Free as a bee. Free as a bee. Yeah. Yeah. I figure if there's one time in life to try it, obviously like wedding, honeymoon, all the things. And then if I'm not, if it's too painful, I'm just going to be a normal shave girl, you know, go back to my ways. If you keep it up consistently, your hair gets thinner and thinner. So like, that's the point. Like, that's what's great about the second you shave again, it starts to get thick. Like, oh, Anyway, oh, I'm stressed. I'm excited to go me. to your first, but nothing's worse than my wax, you guys. I have the thickest hairs. So you can't even imagine. Not on my head, <laughs> though. Not on my head. And it's a and Jesus. What were you thinking? Okay, we need to stop talking about this. Yeah, can we stop? Oh, oh God. I went we too should far. get into this episode. I went okay. way too far. Okay, guys, <laughs> guys. We love you. We love you, and we have a special guest, a new boy on the podcast today, and he's going to share so much wisdom. So let's just get on to it with Zach. (laughs) Okay, we have the one and only Zach Mason with us here today, and you might recognize his voice because Zach has been on the podcast before in our (laughs) very first boys episode. We did a boys episode several years ago. Zach was one of the guys, and everybody was roasting him because he brought out his notes for like the whole episode. And it was amazing. You got to go back and listen to it. Oh, he's ready to go. He's got notes today. <laughs> this is awesome. We, lo- we love you for this, Zach. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, let's jump right in. Zach, can you tell the For the Girl listeners just a little bit about yourself? Like we need your elevator pitch, 20, 30 seconds. Let's hear all about you. Well, Mackenzie didn't know, tell me that I was I was uh, going to be doing that. So, um, no, my name is Zach Mason. I've been in Nashville for five and a half years now. How crazy is that? Wow, that I'm is originally crazy. from originally from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I uh, love all things uh, hospitality. I'm very particular about my travel accommodation. <laughs> Are you? Like, and, wait, oh, do you only stay in like nice places or nice Airbnbs or what? 
No. So when I, so when I moved here, I got into hospitality. So I got, there were a couple of hotels I got to help open and was doing some, you know, different stuff for them. But I, they honestly gave me uh, a new perspective and a love Mm. for like boutique hotels. Wait, I love that. Cute. I love them too. But my rule of thumb is that if I'm going somewhere, like for example, I'm going to New York city in a few weeks and I'm staying at some whatever, because I'm going to be outside of my hotel room the whole time. So I don't need to, you know, waste my money on that. Anyways. So good. Nonetheless, there's my elevator pitch. <laughs> I feel like we got it. We, we didn't get that. And, and I go to, and well, what what more do you want? I mean, I, I, uh, I love Jesus. I, uh, I love, uh, worship. I love music. I love, I really, um, I have an event marketing company. That's a lot of fun. We get to do a lot of really cool events. Yes. And, yeah, I love people. So Oh, that was so good. Okay. We definitely needed a little more from you there. That was amazing. At that first, all we heard about was the hotels. Um, okay. Yeah, Zach is definitely by definition, if you had a definition, Zach, I would say Zach is Zach Mason on Google. Do 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 is the guy that stands and goes crazy at the front row of church every single Sunday. Is that right or is that right? People, that's really funny <laughs> you say that. I was wondering what you were going to say. Um, people will actually text me. So I, I typically wear like a bright orange hat, uh, a, mm. a buddy of mine's brand. And, and I, you know, it's like my Sunday hat. And so people yeah. will text me either when they, when they do see me or when they don't. They're like, where are you? Why are you not at church? <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. You're loyal and you're just the front row guy. I love it. Okay. You got to lead from the front. That's right. That is right. Um, Okay. So um, we're talking about relationships in this podcast series. So first of all, I guess we have to ask the obvious. Are you single? Are you ready to mingle? Or are you not? Are you dating? What's your relationship status? Great question. Uh, I I am single. Yes. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I think that if the, you know, it just all depends. If the right woman comes along, I may be right, ready to mingle. Okay. Okay. okay that's good. All right. So other I'm, than- I'm, I'm at a place that, I, sorry, no, go ahead. No, no, Zach. <laughs> you're at a place where, what place are we at? What do you mean? You just <laughs> like, said those words. You, you <laughs> said the sentence. Oh. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm at a place to where like, I, I feel like I truly like, no, generally I'm, I feel like I'm at a place where I'm learning so much and, and, and my relationship with the Lord that I, I, I am good. Like if that may, if that makes sense, like I'm, yeah. I'm good, but like, I just, it, it, it's going to take mm. the right person to come along to. <clears throat> that's mm. really, that's really good. I think dating from a place of contentment. I'm single and willing to mingle. Willing to mingle. Mm. Okay. I think that's really mm. cool. Cause I think dating from a place of contentment is the way to do it. If you're dating from a place of like need, it's just such a different story. And so I love that for you. And so we got to know Zach, other than loving Jesus, the obvious, what is one thing that you are looking for in a lady that might want to make you mingle? <laughs> That's funny, Mac. Funny. Might want to make you mingle. Okay. <laughs> He's at a loss for words. Speechless, speechless. Give him a moment, ladies. He's really got you No, know, I was actually thoughts. I was actually well, I just you know, I wanted to be Yeah, you're being spirit led, patient. I love yes. it. Okay. So good. Yes. I was talking about this a couple of nights ago with some friends actually. And it was, it, it, the conversation revolved around uh, romantic desire, uh, you know, to be in relationship and, and, and whatnot, but also it coincided with the, the conversation centered around the Holy spirit. And I, I feel like you say outside of loving Jesus, uh, that's the obvious. I think that, that finding somebody, finding somebody that, um, is maybe on a similar journey as me and maybe understanding that I've just been asking myself a lot of these questions like, you know, um, what is truth and how do I know it's truth? 
mm-hmm. and firming up my belief. And so I, I more so I think that in short answer, it's just somebody that's confident and a woman that's confident in their belief. Mm. Because I think that that is so important in regard to not and not confident in opinion, because for me, I, I've been asking people the question a lot lately. You know, what is, you know, if, if truth and promise go hand in hand, which is the word of God and the kingdom of God, truth and promise go hand in hand. Then what sep- then what separates that? Mm-hmm. What causes that separation? And that's our own in my and my thought and is that that's our own human opinion. And so I feel like a lot of people that were our age, right? So like maybe 25 to 35 were, were you know, in this day and age are in this present time were, you know, I'm just asking the question, do you think that we were raised on more opinion than we were truth because of how denominations came into play mm. and the interpretation of what the word of God has to say rather than just reading the Bible, doing what it says. Mm. That's so good. And so somebody who's calm. So really the, to answer your question is somebody that's just confident in it. Cause that's my, that's like my, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Clifton strength finders, but that's my number one uh, is belief. Mm. And so I think that somebody that outside of personality, outside of looks, outside of all that, I think that at the end of the day, while those things used to lead my like looks and kind of physical appearance, all those different things, while those would maybe, uh, while maybe more shallow in a sense or considered by some, but more so me not just needing to understand that I, what I needed to look for was a, a, a depth and belief over some of those yeah physical things yeah that's so good how and you might not be able to answer this question but how do you feel like that shows itself in a in a woman of god i don't i think that she's not distracted i think she's Mm. focused yeah i was actually thinking about that earlier today uh and yeah i just think that there's there's a lot of people that are distracted so true. And they think that the, the, there's a lot of people that are doing good things, but they're not necessarily God things. They get right. So it goes back to opinion. So we think we hear the voice of versus, you know, again, that goes into how do you, you know, does a woman that hears the voice of God, right? Like that's, that's important. You know, you can love and have a, you know, an adoration for Jesus, but do you really believe, do you really know how to hear the voice of God? Do you get what I'm saying? Cause even the demons believe. Yeah. But yeah, it's their spirit. I think that's the spirit, right? That's the most valuable thing that we have to offer. Oftentimes, God would use this, the spirit even through through many different people to, to 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 reveal Himself. And I think that when God reveals those kinds of things to us, whether He's speaking to us and or in that realm, uh, that should demand a certain transformation out of us. And when we're when we're obedient to that, it brings a peace. And so I think that all is in a loop with. You know, when somebody's confident, it's 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 a it's really just a peace that they mm-hmm. have, yeah. yeah, that they operate out of. Yeah, that's really good, really good. I think that that is something that you're so right. I think a lot of us lack, and there is a difference when you see somebody living out of that. It's again, it kind of feels like that contentment and that peace, and so that's super cool and super good. And uh, Zach, next thing I want to know is. I feel like Zach, you're older, wiser guy, you know, you're not like in your young, young twenties, right? <laughs> I'm 30. I'll be 31 next month. Okay. Amazing. Oh, amazing, Zach. I love it. And what I want to know from you is, cause I feel like you've had some years probably of trial and error with this. What do you think it should look like for a man to pursue a woman? What should this look like? It's a great question. I would say that I'll be the first to admit I'm still figuring that out myself. Uh, That's why I have mentors and other guys, you know, around me, you know, a community of people to to kind of figure that out. I think that there are a lot of different opinions about how to do that. Um, And for me, I'm just kind of I'm, I'm in this season of life. I'm just sticking to truth and to scripture and understanding that, you know, the the natural like that divine flow of how things and relationships happened, even in the Bible and, you know, seeing what works and modeling after that. So obviously there are, you know, a lot of different thoughts around that, but I think that that's something that the Lord is still working out in me and showing me. Um, But I think that it really has more to do. I think it's more spiritual than it is physical. 
Um, I think that the pursuit it, it, for anything to, to happen spiritually, I believe it's one first in prayer. And so our, and so that goes back to our conversation about hearing the voice of God. Do, you, do I know and trust that she is trusting that same source? Like when conflict, because, you know, when conflict comes, when things happen, it's go, it, life happens. And so I just, I, you know, got to know, are they trusting that? And so I think that, you know, the, the opposite, you know, for me, I'm, you know, I'm just one, I'm a super outgoing. I'm an extrovert. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. Um, and I love people. Uh, I feel like I love people well, and I love people fast and easy. You know, I let people in. I'm just like, I love you, you know, whatever. And so I think that for me, what I'm learning is it's taking a little more patience on the front end um, versus because, you know, there's a lot of narrative around pursue, pursue, pursue. Well, <laughs> what if there's no flow there? What if there's no divine? You gotta, like, you know, for me, and I'm speaking to myself when I say this, like I've been so quick to jump the gun so many times before and get ahead of myself before I even established, okay, well, I, you know, the, for the obvious, so she loves Jesus. So da, 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 but it's like, what's beneath that, the things that I'm, I'm getting caught up on in certain, you know, instances are, do they, do I know and trust that they hear the voice? Like I need instances there has to be time. Right. And it's like for, to be able to pass forward to, to evaluate those things and somebody. Yeah. So true. So good. Okay. You just gave us something to remember. You said um, <laughs> pursuit looks like prayer and patience. You got the P's now. Mm. Prayer and patience. And I think that's so spot on it's on good. both ends of the spectrum too, on whether that's like the pursuit of a guy or the guy pursuing you. It should both involve patience and prayer. So I love that. Okay, Zach, we have one final question for you because the ladies are just curious. Like, I think there's a whole narrative out there of like, oh my gosh, like where are the Christian guys? Like, are there any, what is happening? They're all picked up. And so I kind of just want to know from you, like, I want to know where <laughs> girls could find somebody like you. Like, where, where are they? you, Zach? I've got a lot. Yeah, of, no. Listen, I've got a lot of single friends. <laughs> yes, but seriously, though, where should they be going? I, what should be they question. be looking for, doing all that? Yeah. To be quite honest, I think that this is just a, a general plug for the, the 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 big church, capital C church, if you will. Is if you're not yet serving at a local church, I would highly encourage you to, to be involved in that because you never know who might come running up alongside of you at the same pace and doing the same things and finding those. So that's definitely one avenue that I would say, uh, be a resource and, you know, uh, and do it with gladness, do it with joy in your heart and, and be, you know, be a part of a local church, serve the local church, get on a team and, you know, meet somebody in that realm. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I think that it's it's more or less where you're going to find those people, but maybe the, the, uh, understanding the right questions to ask when you're out and about naturally, like in social settings. Yeah. 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 Because I, totally. like I, like I feel like there are a lot around. I mean, obviously, I, like I, I am heavily, my community is based heavily within a church and all have our like-minded individuals believe the same thing, et cetera. And so um, I would say find, find a community of people outside of the church to do life with. Cause the church, that's just one element, right? Find a community of people to do, to do life with um, and yeah. you know, to allow access and, you know, that privilege of proximity when you get close, it's not always pretty, but it's, uh, it's definitely, it's refining, right? Iron sharpens iron. Yeah, that's so good. I love it. Okay, yes. Big plug for the for the church. I really do the believe The local that. church. I really do believe it. Okay, Zach, you are the best ever. This was so much fun. Uh, where can the ladies find you uh, on Instagram? Could you just give your Instagram like, <laughs> handle, please? <laughs> He's shaking his head. Come okay. on, Zach. We'll tag it in the show notes. No worries. Zach, we know your Instagram. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. No. It's it's at Zach Z A C H T for Tyler Mason. Okay. Nice. Amazing. Wait, wait, wow. wait, wait. I have one really oh. quick thing. Zach, would you be open to dating a twenty-two year old? 
<laughs> That's most of our audience. <laughs> my initial He's my thinking. initial response is is no, but maybe. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, my step, my, like my, dad, my dad and my stepmom are, you know, 11 years apart. There's other people in my lives that there's an age gap. Like to me, that's not, there's has to, like, there would just have to be spiritual depth, maturity, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. A calling assignment. For sure. Okay. I love it. Okay. Well, all the 22 year olds, no. you know where he's at. <laughs> <laughs> if you think that's you, flat on in. No, I'm not telling you to do that, lady. <laughs> um, wow, Zach, this was super fun. We we loved having you on the podcast for a second round. Very, very cool. And this was so fun. You're the best. And we hope to have you back one day soon, honestly. We're just having for round three. Yeah, round three. All right. Bye, Zach. All right, see you guys. <laughs> Okay, for the girl fam, we have a huge favor to ask of you guys. We need you to stop whatever it is that you're doing right now listening to our podcast. Thank you. But can you stop what you're doing right now and head on over and leave us a review? Guys, when we record these podcasts, it is like talking to the air. I just stare at Ken's. We get no feedback, no comments. Like, I need to hear from you people so that we know what you guys are loving, what you're not loving. And honestly, it helps this podcast to be found by more and more women. And we don't do this podcast for downloads. We don't do this podcast for popularity. We do this podcast because we are so passionate about women like you knowing Jesus, walking with Jesus day in and day out, and having the resources to develop an even deeper relationship with him in their every single day. We want all women to be able to experience God no matter where they're at and no matter what stage of life they're in right now. And so if you do uh, just a little favor for us and go leave us a podcast review, that would mean the world. We read every single one of them. And uh, just leave me a little winky emoji if you're listening and go do this right now. We love you, fam. Okay, everybody, we're super pumped to jump into the meat of this episode today. Today's episode is going to help you decide and help you know and understand what type of dater you are. We get so many DMs from you gals asking for dating advice from us. You know, what should I do about this situation or that situation? And truth be told, we don't always know because we don't know the full stories, but we want to be able to give a tool to to you that can help you to really begin to know and understand your own heart so that as you're dating and as you're interacting with other people's hearts, uh, you're so much more knowledgeable about how you might respond, how you might react, um, what temptations you might have, what identity traps you might have, and overall just how to go about dating in a really healthy and God-honoring way. And so a few years ago, I guess this was probably five or six years ago, Ken's, maybe mm -hmm. longer. Yeah. Um, we actually were sitting in our office. I remember we had we had just combined offices. Like there was a season where we had separate offices, but we decided we wanted to be back together. So we had just combined offices and <laughs> we had this like giant whiteboard in our new office. And I remember us sitting there and we knew we wanted to create a resource around dating and relationships. And we were like we should have a quiz that helps girls to know like what type of dater they are, what are their habits, what are their tendencies, things like that. And so for some reason, we thought we could create that. We were like, we can do that. <laughs> we seriously were like, this is going to be the the Enneagram of the dating world yeah. and everybody is going to test and know what type of dater they are. And so, I mean, here we are like six years later and we have actually created this quiz and like, I'm pretty sure over 70,000 girls have taken it, which is hilarious and amazing. <laughs> and so we kind of wanted to bring it back up and kind of just walk you through each of these types. And so you don't even have to take the quiz. You can find the quiz on our website. But I think also just by listening to us talk about each type and describe each type and the, the traits and the personalities and the profiles of them that you can begin to kind of self-identify and, and see yourself in one of them. And then hopefully it helps you to 
know how to date in a way that uh, really honors God and really relies upon God in your dating journey. And so I'm super excited, Kens. We're back to the dating quiz. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, So yeah, you can take the quiz. You cannot take the quiz. Some of you guys already know your type. We're going to make it there. We're going to talk through like three of the different types on today's episode. The romantic, the independent, and the flirt. And then we're going to like talk about the next three in the following episode. We're going to split it into two parts for you. So you got to listen to both because you're truly going to identify friends and your sisters and yourself. And that's so fun. So anyways, we're going to start off with the romantic. The romantic. Okay, so... This is a really fun one. Honestly, the romantics have such fun personalities because they're the girls that are just like totally obsessed with love and like want an epic love story. They're the girls who care about the roses, the first dates. They want to hear about every detail of everybody's dating lives. And they themselves are just so and probably anxious to find, like, the one. Um, So I don't know. I have some romantic friends, and I truly can say I don't know if I can relate to them as much as some of the other types, but I love them because their energy around love is just next level, right? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. There was around the time when we were creating this quiz, we had this one intern. Um, Do you remember who I'm talking about? Um, This one intern and she was so funny and hilarious. She was my intern at the time, I think social media. And every day, no joke, she would come into my office and sit on the floor of my office and Every day she had a new story about a new boy she was in love with. Like she's like, she'd come in, she's like, I met the love of my life today. Oh my goodness, I have to tell you everything. Yeah. And every guy she'd meet was like the potential someone that she had been looking for. And I think sometimes for romantics, um, the idea of a love story, the idea of having someone to be with and falling in love is almost more exciting than the relationship itself. And this can get dangerous. This can become an idol in your heart where you have read all the Nicholas Sparks books, you've seen all the movies, (laughs) you know all the lyrics to the Taylor Swift songs, (laughs) and you are like, this is going to be me. I'm going to have this beautiful, tortured, perfect, um, Mm. movie-worthy love story. And I think oftentimes we get so obsessed with that that we don't steep our relationship in reality or we don't steep our feelings in reality. And so we end up falling for people that aren't good for us, or we end up rushing into things and then realizing, oh, this actually isn't what I thought it was. And so Mm. I think romantics, there's a beautiful side to it, but then there's also a a cautious side where you have to, to slow yourself down and not rush into things just because it's fun and exciting at first. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Um, And spiritually speaking too, I really believe that freedom for a romantic in her relationship finally starts to like, they experience freedom when they stop looking uh, for the approval of others and caring so much about this romantic love story and start to see that in Jesus himself and Mm. really fall in love with him all over again. Um, because he, at the end of the day, is the only one they should really be looking for the approval of. And he totally, I think that we just dismiss or neglect the value in falling in love and re-falling in love with Jesus like over and Mm. over and over again. And I think so. sometimes when we get so caught up in earthly relationships, that's kind of our, that's our best response, um, to that feeling of striving is to just like go back to Jesus and fall in love with him again. Um, We shouldn't just rely on that first time, the first time we, we fell in love with Jesus, but we can fall in love with him again and again. Yeah. I love that. Really focusing on your love story with Jesus. And I think that sometimes for the romantic, um, and Zach talked about this in our intro, but oftentimes um, we 
date out of a place of like want and need and desire. And I think for the romantic, if you can get to a place where you're dating from a place of contentment, like Mm. you have found that just you and God is enough for you. And you have found almost the beauty in in dating God, like, you know, going on dates, one-on-one dates with you and God. I think that it's a really beautiful place for then for you to enter into relationship with other people with, because I think that it's just, it's a good, good thing because you're going to get, you can get swept up in the love story between you and God. And that's a safe place to get swept up in. And so I think allowing your heart to get swept up in your love for the Lord is a really cool place to be. Because I think as you do it, God can, he almost turns you into the person that I think the right person will fall for. And so I think rather than focusing so much on the potential of a relationship one day, focus on who God is is making you to become and what it's like to fall in love with God himself first and then look for relationship out of that contentment. Yeah, that's right. And practically, like practically for the romantic, because she's going to want to start just like, you have this temptation to talk about every little conversation. Like you might have like literally like, caught eyes with a boy at a coffee shop and you're tempted to just like talk to 10 friends about how he (laughs) might have looked at you or whatever. Or maybe for you, you're still reminiscing on that beautiful bouquet the last guy gave you or whatever. You're still so caught up Mm. in that. And um, practically for you, it might look like being really disciplined in your conversations with your friends, like maybe even trying to stop like talking, talking, talking about every little thing in the next person. Um, And instead, like we've said, just go back to Jesus again. But okay, there's some fun qualities about the romantic. Yes. And some hilarious tendencies. So maybe we should talk a little bit more. uh, Yes, let's talk about those. Yes. Okay, perfect. Um, You go ahead. Okay, so... The best qualities of the romantic, because we love you romantic ladies. Number one, you are great at showing love to the people around you. And this is so true. Like you are lavish in the way that you love other people. And please don't lose that because it's so beautiful and so cool. Um, The romantic recognizes the complexity and the beauty of the pursuit. And so what we mean by this is like, you know that every love story isn't perfect. Like you kind of like the angst and (laughs) the hard times and the like, the longing. I always tell Tyler that. I'm like, I wish we had some more angst in our relationship, (laughs) which is probably not healthy. But um, I think the romantic understands that like every great love story is going to have mountaintops and valleys and those are important and those are good. And then finally, the romantic is typically fun loving and usually people are super drawn to you and attracted to your personality and your energy because I think, again, you're just so lavish and over the top and willing to give your love to people, which is so beautiful. Yeah, for sure. You're the girl who everybody calls on their best first date. And that is so, so fun. Like, you just love love. If anybody... If anybody has any date or kiss, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to know everything. <laughs> yeah, which I love. Okay, your tendencies though, hear these out, you guys. Okay, we've already said this one already a little bit, but the romantic falls easily in and out of love. I mean, it could be the first date and you're tempted to say <laughs> the L word. Um, <laughs> and I just love that about you, but you got to be careful there. Um, okay, listen to this. Her feelings tend to mature faster than the relationship does. And if you're a romantic yourself, you might know what we mean here. Um, you just like are ahead of the game. Like once again, you're ready to get married way quicker than you should be when in reality, there's still conversations to be had. You still need to meet the family. You still need to go through different (laughs) seasons together, hardship together, and experience real life together, even get to know each other deeper. But you you are ahead of the game. You are just like, you don't even care about that stuff. You're like, let's go. I already know what I know. 
I actually just heard recently a pod or a little like snippet of Kate Warman's podcast. I feel like we've been giving her shout outs on this the whole way through, but she just talks about the discipline in like waiting and the importance of seeing a person through all seasons. So maybe for yeah. you, that is a good episode. I can't even remember what it's titled, but uh, I don't know. It, go listen to that one. Um, <laughs> oh, other tendencies is it's off. You let your imagination create false realities. Wow, that's real. That's so real. All of a so sudden, real. you are like thinking things that aren't rooted in truth. Like, yeah, maybe even putting words in his mouth or making up situations. Um, Mm -hmm. I think for you, this probably could often come through that conversation piece like we talked about. Like maybe you've just over-talked things so much with your girlfriends that it's gone so far from what the original conversation was or what that felt like. And so you've got to be careful to stay rooted in the truth and go with the pace of the relationship. Um. Another one is you feel restless in your singleness. I think more than any of the other types, you are probably the most anxious in your singleness, obviously, because you love love. So you're just ready to fall in love. And that's why we talked about the importance of refalling in love with Jesus all over again, because I think you can find yeah. that there. Um, and then, yeah, this is scary. The last one I don't know that we wanted to talk about is that you often let your relationship distract you from your God-given purpose. Like maybe you've made your purpose all about falling in love um, and meeting your future somebody and so much so that you've like lost sense of of your life outside of that. And so for you, I Mm. think it's really important to, yeah, like take a, put a pause on it and look to the Lord and kind of restart things when it comes to your purpose. So good. So true. And if you're a romantic, maybe you listen to that and you're like, this is me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, you're in good company because there's so many, so many other romantics out there. And I hope that some of the things we just shared and talked about just give you some practical ways to go about both singleness and relationships. I think what's cool about this dating personality type is it's applicable to both a season of singleness and a season when you're actually in relationship, because I think the qualities and the characteristics Characteristics don't necessarily change, just the circumstances change. And so, yeah, Ken's and I talk a lot about how often um, your dating personality often reflects the way that you connect to God and your intimacy with God. And so, um, sometimes you might feel yourself in this like hot and cold relationship with God where you're like all about Him one second, and then two seconds later, you're like, oh, I don't feel it anymore. I'm over it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think just looking for steadiness in both relationships and in your relationship with the Lord and really holding fast to truth and not letting your imagination run wild and not getting swept up in what could be, but just remaining so faithful with what is right in front of you. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a really cool thing because it's it's going to challenge you, but it's also going to grow you and stretch you and allow you to become um, someone who I think has a really wise heart and can yeah. enter into relationships with so much confidence because you were patient and you took your time in it. And so yes. we love our romantics. Oh my um, gosh, yes. So fun. So okay. fun. Okay. Now we want to move on to our next type, which is yes. the independent, the Ooh. independent. And Matt can talk a lot about this because she is one herself, but I'll give you a little, a little sneak peek and then she'll give you the inside scoop. But the independent Um, she wants her own love story as long as it doesn't mean sacrificing her own dreams. Um, Mm. and here's the thing is the independent might feel really tough and fearless and independent as the word explains itself. But I think where she probably feels the most vulnerable is in letting her walls down. Like she actually does like the root of like fear in her is rejection. And so she often will live in her independence so that she doesn't come in contact with rejection. And so, yeah, Mac, I just need to hear from you. How is this true for you? What part of the independent do you relate to the most? 
Yeah, well, it's fun because I when we wrote this quiz and we wrote all these these profiles for each of the dating types, yeah. I was unbelievably single. And so I have that single <laughs> kind of perspective of the independent. And then now I'm engaged, about to be married. And so um, I have seen my independent tendencies in both singleness and play out in a relationship. And let me tell you, they have 100% played out in both, which is kind of crazy to think about. But mm-hmm. I remember when I was um, single, the number one thing that I think kind of like you can really recognize an independent is I was the girl who was like, oh, I don't need a guy. Like, I'm good. I don't care. Like, I'm so good. I'm chasing my dreams. I'm doing my thing. I'm so confident. Mm-hmm. Nobody can get to me. Blah, 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 blah. You know, mm-hmm. all the things. But deep down inside, I would go home every night and like, literally desired a relationship so much, but I would never tell you that. Like I would never open up and be honest and be vulnerable about that Mm. because it felt like the moment that I would do that, I then was opening up my heart to the possibility of rejection. And what if what I deeply desire and want, like what if it doesn't come true? And and what if that's a weakness in me? And so I would do everything in my power to avoid like perceived weakness by never showing people that I had any desires or never showing interest in people or mm-hmm. just kind of putting on this facade of I'm good, I'm cool, I'm okay, I don't need anybody, and life is just good this way. And I think for me, what I realize is this so mirrored also my walk with the Lord. Mm. I was so independent and even my walk with Jesus, like it was so unnatural for me to rely on God for things. Even this desire of wanting to be in a relationship, like I Mm. felt like I had to carry it on my own rather than laying it at the feet of Jesus and almost handing it over to him and saying, God, I trust you with this. Um, Instead, I just kept it to myself and I thought I was fooling myself. I thought I was fooling God but I wasn't because that desire was still there. And in a lot of ways, that desire just turned unhealthy. And I went to quick fixes, texting like random guys that I had no interest in like actually dating, but Mm -hmm. it would kind of quickly fill that fix. And then I would be good to go again. Yeah. And so I think as an independent, the first thing you have to do is get super honest with yourself and super honest with God about your fears, Mm. Um, your fears of rejection, your fears of not being enough, your fears of being alone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then also get super honest about your desires. Like what is it that like your heart longs for when nobody's watching, when nobody's looking like, what is it that your heart yearns for? And know that you can trust God with those desires. It doesn't mean he's going to suddenly like give you everything you've ever dreamed of, but we have to be honest with God about what we desire because that's the only way we can lay it at his feet and begin to trust him with it. Yeah, that's so good. Um, wow. That's like super powerful. I really think that the key word here is vulnerability in a relationship and outside of a relationship and your singleness so much and with a guy, which is so, so powerful. So, and I think so much breakthrough happens when, when you are uh, vulnerable, but okay, let's walk through some of the best qualities and tendencies of the independent. First of all, Perfect. okay, some of the best qualities of the independent is she's great at staying focused on God's purpose for her life. We just talked about the difference like um, with the romantic is often the love story can distract her from the purpose. Well, the independent is, we can flip that on its head. The independent is so locked in on her purpose. And I think that's super been true in your life. Like, I think the blessing of this spirit has been focus and like yeah. um, bringing your full attention to what God has put on your heart and placed on your heart. And you can live that out to its fullest without being distracted by love and all of that, which is super powerful. <laughs> um, she's confident. She's really confident in who she is without someone by her side. And I think we'll see a pattern of this throughout all the types, like the independent for sure lives in the most confidence. She doesn't need a guy to boost her confidence. Like she doesn't even have to walk in a room with a bunch of people. She's not the girl that like needs the guy next to her holding her hand or a guy sitting next to her in church. She's like totally fine 
to do that on her own. And I love that about the independent. Um, And lastly, she's ambitious and doesn't settle easily. And that is a good thing, ladies. Like the last thing (laughs) you want to do is settle for somebody that's just okay. Like you can live into your independence while being vulnerable and just wait for somebody amazing to come because he will be that. Yes. And that is so true and so good. I'm so glad I didn't settle and I feel like God really has brought someone so amazing in my life that I, I feel like is his best, best, 100% best for me, which is so cool. So yeah, uh, yes, those are some of the independence, best qualities. And then, okay, let's talk about the tendencies. Yes. We have a lot of them. But, <laughs> okay. And I know these well. So the first one is the independent typically builds walls to protect herself because you're perhaps intimidated by intimacy. And I talked about this a little bit, but like we're just afraid of rejection or you're afraid to let people really see you because if people really saw you and didn't choose you and didn't pick you, you'd be crushed. And I think oftentimes the independents usually have pretty good like uh, personas in the world. They're usually like, mm-hmm. you know, do pretty well at school. They're pretty involved. They're pretty like student council president, things like that. I feel like a lot of times. And so you people see you in this light and you're so afraid if people actually saw your weaknesses or actually saw your shortcomings. Um, because yeah. what if they didn't like you as much and that would crush you. And so yeah. I think when Ken's talked about vulnerability, it's just like, taking down those walls brick by brick and letting people really see you. And I think practically you can start to do that with the Lord first, but also with friends. You don't have to wait for Hmm. a relationship to do this. Yeah, that's good. You can start to get really real and raw and vulnerable with your friends. And I think that's a great way to practice then what it would look like to do this also in a romantic relationship. Hmm. Um, The second is they easily disqualify potential relationships. this is real. Like you have your checklist and you are not settling and you're like, absolutely not. He is not six foot and above. No, no way. (laughs) And so I would just say to you is don't overlook people based off of maybe an unrealistic checklist that you've set. Mm -hmm. Uh, Get Again, really raw and honest with the Lord. Lay the checklist before him and let him surprise you. You never know who he might bring and um, how it might be even better than your checklist. The third is that you feel an underlying pride around your singleness. Um, a hundred percent. This is me. Like I literally thought I was so cool and like such a, a BA because I like didn't need a man and all my friends did. I thought like I was so tough, you know? Yeah. And it's really funny early on in Tyler and I's dating, we had to really wrestle with, because I told him, I was like, you know, it's so hard for me is I'm so used to walking in every room and being the single girl and being the girl who sits at every dinner table and can relate with other single girls. And like, I have like my little shtick that I play in every room that I go Mm -hmm. in. And I'm like, now I walk in rooms and I'm not that girl. I'm the girl who's like happy and in love. And I'm like, I don't know how to be this girl. Mm -hmm. And I had to really shed that skin. And I think a lot of it was around pride um, and kind of just realized that like, my singleness, I had, I think I was ashamed of it. And so I just turned it into pride in order again to not feel it. And so I think just getting again, super honest with yourself, taking down those walls, letting God soften your heart again, is just a really beautiful step you can take. Mm-hmm. Um, the independent typically chooses ambition over relationships. You're really good at numbing the pain of loneliness. Um, sometimes we need to feel lonely. Feeling lonely is not bad. It's not bad at all because loneliness allows us to seek out community and relationship. And whether that be with God or friends or romantic relationship, it's important. It matters. It's a part of God's design. And so if we get so good at numbing out the feeling of loneliness, then we'll never seek out community and we'll always be doing life in isolation. And that's not God's design for you. So the next time you feel lonely, let yourself feel it, like just sit Mm -hmm. in it, bring it to the Lord and let him speak into it. And then finally, um, typically independence, you needing a relationship as a weakness. It's not a weakness. If that's your heart's desire, it doesn't make you, um, a boring, like basic girl (laughs) at all. It's actually really beautiful. And, um, again, something that we shouldn't have to be ashamed of. So if this is you as an independent, 
Own it, girl. Rock it. (laughs) That's so amazing. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so lastly, we just want to challenge all those independents out there that maybe it's time for you to honestly admit your desire, your deep desire to be loved. I think truly by doing this, you're opening yourself up to letting God love you and you're going to grow in deep intimacy with him. Like you might think you're being intimate with him, but I think when you admit your desire to for love that you're going to find your intimacy with him will grow even um, deeper. And I think it will even make space in your life for a future somebody. Not that that's mm. the end goal or the end no. all be all, but I do believe that that innately happens. So that's wow. good. Wow. Okay. The independent Kent, are you ready to keep moving and talk about? Oh, yeah. Flirt? Oh, I am. Okay. So next up, we are going to be diving into the profile of the flirt. And just so you know, guys, Ken's is a flirt. Oh, yeah. This was based off of her and her single days. I'm curious <laughs> to know if this one has shown up in y'all's um, oh, yeah. relationship too. Okay, I'm interested yeah. To know. Yes. But let me give us a little bit of an overview about flirts before I have share, Ken share the real tea on being a flirt. But yeah. um, okay, so the flirt, you want attention and affirmation while also being able to keep your options open. Ooh, ouch, this is real. (laughs) You want all the guys to see you, think you're beautiful, think you're hot, love you, want to date you, but you don't want to actually get in a relationship with them. You just want to flirt with them. Yeah. Um, And I think at the end of the day, the flirt has this deep fear that she will never find the kind of love that meets her expectations. I think the flirt has just created these really high, almost unrealistic perfectionistic expectations of what a love story could be. And so rather than waiting on that, you just settle for like little versions of it. And you're always looking for the next best thing. And you kind of always have a little bit of a wondering eye rather than staying rooted in perhaps maybe as the person right in front of you. Yeah, true. No, for sure. Okay. Yeah. I related, I relate to so many parts of the flirt. I did say related because I do think of all the types, the flirt is like probably the most different in her singleness to in marriage, I would say. You just can't be flirting up with the town in marriage. (laughs) Like it's like, yeah, for real. Like I think though that the flirt still can struggle in a relationship. I think like in that dating season, it can be really hard for the flirt because um, when a flirt meets somebody, first of all, she's like, yeah, like you said, you're with that guy, but you're often, you're kind of like, and this sounds terrible, but you're kind of still like keeping your options open. You're like, have so many questions if you should actually like marry the guy in front of you um, just because you're like, there could be somebody else out there. And that was super true for me. I mean, it took me so long to commit to Josh. Cause I was like, okay, well, what about this? And I would pick him apart and be like, okay, like this isn't like the most ideal. And I think I could find that somewhere else. And so I'm going to go there. And so, yeah, I think it's really, can be really scary in a relationship for the flirt because you can often like just run to the next best thing when there's somebody really amazing in front of you. I do think obviously once you get married, you're, you have committed. And I, I remember that for me and my dating season, there was just a turning point, um, like probably a couple months before Josh proposed to me where I was like, no, I, I know that Josh is the one for me. And like, we, I communicated that to him, you know, that was kind of when the conversation about like proposal was like on the line or whatever. And then I knew, (laughs) and I knew I had seen friends do the whole like engagement thing and then like break off the engagement. And I was like, I don't want to be the flirt like that. Like, I want to know when I know. And so, um, that was not our story. Like we definitely were committed once that happened, but yeah, dating was difficult and gosh, in my singleness, I mean, I just loved all the attention and that's what the flirt is all about. She's like, just wants every guy's attention. And she often, this is what's scary is she often will like manipulate situations um, to like get people to like her and it could end up really, really poorly. And it's obviously very like 
uh, terrible for a guy because you just start dragging them along. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Oh my goodness. But she's got some good qualities. Don't you worry, okay, guys. Okay, let's talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> we love the flirt. Actually, it's so funny. I weirdly am friends with so many flirts. You All my are. friends in college were flirts and yeah. I loved it. I, they're fun friends to have because they always have good stories, let me tell you. So uh, some of the flirt's best qualities, number one, she's super approachable and can make friends with anybody. That's what I love. I, all of my friends who are flirts, like they think everybody is fascinating and interesting and everybody is worth getting to know, which I love because sometimes I think, especially as Christian, we as Christians, we can be a little closed off and make kind of snap judgments about people. But I think oftentimes flirts are like willing to really get to know people's hearts first before they make a decision on whether or not they're going to date them, which is really cool, I think. Second, she's open and honest when talking about her feelings. I think the flirt is really good at being pretty vulnerable and like being willing to say like, hey, I like you and I'm interested. Um, She's not very closed off. She's pretty open. And then number three, you are typically a great conversationalist. Yeah. You know how to keep the combo going. And this is great in relationships, but it's also great in friendships. Like you can have like great friendships because you're really good at asking the right questions and getting to know people on a deeper level. Uh, yeah. Talk about a first date with the flirt. It's going to be a good one. That guy's going to be all in. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Though here are some tendencies of the flirt. And I think you're going to, if you're a flirt, you're going to resonate with a lot of these. The first is that Uh, She often feels validated through physical intimacy. Um, And this probably means like you, number one, you care like a ton about the way like you look physically, like you're always really wrapped up in that, whether it has to do with like your weight or your clothes or uh, just even insecurities you might have. That's like top of mind for you because you just want guys to like you. And so you've put an overemphasis on the way you look and um, and that part of a relationship. And so you've got to be mindful of that because, of course, that is not what only matters. And that's not what the Lord's looking for in a leader either or in a in somebody either. So that's number one. Number two is you want guys to fall in love with you even if you don't have feelings for them, which is honestly (laughs) so messed up. I don't know why we think this way, but that's like our end goal is like, like, I can't tell you this sounds crazy, but I can't tell you how many guys have like said the word love you to me. And that was like the end goal for me. I was like, great. Okay. Now done. Got him. Like they're hooked. Yeah. Now we don't, we shouldn't be together. I took this too far kind of thing would go through my head. And, but like, yeah, that's like the way you function. You just want the guy to like you. You're talking to a few at the same time. Um, the third thing is you're always looking for an excuse to run. I talked about this a little bit, but yeah, commitment just like totally freaks you out. Um, and it could be an amazing guy. Like I even know when I met Josh, it was like, he was an amazing guy, but like my first instinct, my natural instinct as a flirt was to like, look for the things that he wasn't so amazing in and like Mm -hmm. attack those and have a reason to like, not be with just this one guy. Cause I could be with anybody. And so yeah, I think you have to be super careful to like the what can be dangerous here is that you overlook an amazing guy, like potentially even yeah. the guy that God has for you. Um, and you're going to be constantly running in a cycle of this because you're never going to meet Mr. Perfect, which is true. So the fourth thing is that she creates unable, unattainable expectations for a potential relationship. I mean, this kind of goes along with the other, but yeah, you just expect the most. You are like literally like looking for Mr. Perfect and above and yeah. beyond that. And that's nearly impossible to um, <laughs> find. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then um, the last thing is it's difficult for you to express your feelings or show love. Um, I remember the first time Josh said that he loved me. I was like, oh, this is weird. I don't want to say it. Like there's something about the word love that just like freaks you out, makes you cringe, makes you want to run. 
um, or any kind of like communication when it's time to communicate, like things are getting serious. You kind of just want to run away because that's not why you, you just don't like it. It freaks you out, scares you, makes you want to crawl on your skin. And so, yeah, if that's you, you are a flirt. If any you of you are a flirt. Great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I think for a flirt, if you're sitting there and you're like, oh my goodness, this is me, this is me. Um, I think for you, you're going to really see breakthrough in your life when you put a stop to this cycle of kind of temporary affirmation, um, chasing down like the next high, the next guy that you can get to like you, the next guy that you can get to be interested in you, and instead kind of seek out the permanent like steady, unconditional love of God. Because when I think you truly recognize what a flirt is looking for is she's looking for love and affirmation at the end of the day. I think somewhere, somehow there's this like belief in you, maybe deep down that like, um, maybe like one person's love isn't enough, but I can so say with such confidence that God's love for you is more than enough. And his love for you is isn't just this blanket love. It's specific for you. Like he has a specific love and uh, pursuit for you. And so would you let that be the thing that overtakes your heart and that really like you just sit with in a season. You almost cut off all the temporary stuff and for a season just get so wrapped up in God's love for you because I think then you would find that he is enough to fill that void that you've been feeling and you've been searching for and you've been seeking. And then I think you can approach dating um, and flirting again (laughs) with just new eyes to see. Like you're not looking for the end all be all epic one person to finally fulfill you. You already had that in Jesus and you're just looking for someone to continue walking that out with someone who can, who can love, honor and serve God with you. And that's a different approach and a different pursuit uh, rather than looking for the perfect person. And so, yeah, I would just say to you, stop that cycle, a temporary affirmation and seek out the permanent and specific love that God has for you. Yes. So good. Okay. So we talked about the romantic, the independent and the flirt. You guys stay tuned for next week because we are going through the last three, the committed, the rescuer and the cautious. And again, I think you're going to see yourself, your sister and your friends in all of these. So get ready. Yes. It's going to be good. It's going to be so good. So we will be back next Tuesday with a new podcast episode, part two of this conversation, and we will talk with you guys then. Love you, fam. Bye.